Welcome to the fifth and final episode of the Grand Allen Independent Podcast Series, Back to the Past, where we take a look at a couple of Hall County historical markers that feature special events. Sponsored by the Stern Museum, bringing history to life. And remember, if you think museums are boring, you're doing it wrong. The last name Abbott can be associated with a lot of famous people. Bud Abbott, from the Abbott and Costello fame. Paul Abbott, a fictional character on the soap opera Young and the Restless. But in Nebraska, Abbott is the name of a very famous family, namely Sisters Grace and Edith Abbott. Their father, O.A. Abbott, is who this podcast is about. The Hall County Historical Society is working on having a historical marker in O.A. Abbott's honor. Othman Ali Abbott. O.A. Abbott. This week's episode in our series finale of Back to the Past podcast, we feature Dr. Nathan Ty. Nebraska history professor at the University of Nebraska Kearney. We'll also talk to Michelle Setlick of the Hall County Historical Society. She's the vice president about O.A. Abbott and about the marker coming up. First, we'll start with Dr. Nathan Ty, Nebraska history professor at UNK. He gives us a little background about O.A. Abbott. Dr. Ty said O.A., although born in Canada, grew up in the United States and became a soldier in the Civil War. He also became a very important person in Nebraska history. Let's set the time machine to 1867. Here we go. O.A. Abbott um, and then his wife, Elizabeth, and then they, they, have a, they have a couple of children, but the most well-known are Edith and Grace. But then those, um, you know, there's also others, others of the family who are involved in kind of Grand Island politics and, and different things for a while. But it's, it's, it's O.A. and Elizabeth and then their daughters, Edith and Grace. Cool. Well, let's talk about the Abbott family. Obviously, the library named after uh, one of the Abbots there. But uh, let's talk about O.A., first of all. So O.A. Abbott is kind of one of those those early leading figures in the history of Grand Island. His family, um, he, he grew up in Illinois. He was born before the Civil War, and he enlists in the Civil War. Um, he's in the 9th Illinois Cavalry um, and fights in, in many major engagements in the kind of Western theater under Ulysses S. Grant. Hmm. Um, and is actually wounded at, actually he's wounded twice, but he's wounded. And this is, this is kind of one of the interesting things um, and, and connects with, with the, you know, you know, the history of the community. He's wounded at the battle of Nashville. Wow. Um, and he is, he is shot through the chest and obviously survives. Um, otherwise we wouldn't really be talking about him in Grand Island. He is, is saved because his diary takes most of the, the, the force of the bullet um, and the diary survives hmm. and is at the Stur Museum. And it's got a hole in it because it took a bullet um, and it's soaked in blood because it also took a bullet. Wow. But he uh, uh, was wounded and they, they triaged him and they didn't think he was going to survive. They were actually able to get the bullet out um, and it, it went all the way through. It was a through and through through his chest. It went through his left side and clipped the back of his rib where it connects to his spine. And, a, and the... the Manet ball the lead then um, due to the, the the force of it wrapped around part of his spine and it popped out and so he kept that on his desk oh. in Grand Island when he was an attorney um, and eventually he, he writes in his memoir that it got lost or stolen or whatever but he had yeah he had his, his bloodstained diary and this bullet with a chunk of his rib in it um, and he's laying in a field hospital with a bunch of soldiers who aren't going to make it because he's, he's he's gone through triage and and he actually uh, maneuvers. He's kind of moving around in his bed, and he po- pokes his thumb through the exit wounds. Jeez. It, it, yeah, and, and discovers that it, it went through and through, and that he was going to survive. And so this is 1865. So oh, he's no. he's out, he's out of the war. 
Um, he's discharged in 1865, and then he he moves to Grand Island. He takes the Nebraska bar exam uh, just two years later, 1867. Um, he's one of the, the first attorneys in Grand Island, which is really his his he's able to make a name for himself. You know, it's a growing railroad town. It's an industrial center. It's a really growing community in what at this time is still the territory of Nebraska. You know, people are needing legal services. They can't always pay. They also have at the Stern Museum the first, his first legal case, he was paid in a, in a Native American ledger book. Um, so Native Americans would often take, you know, trade or, or would, would acquire um, ledger books from the U.S. Army or settlers or however, um, and then they would draw on them. They would, they would make depictions of battles and, and different things. And so um, his first legal case, he was paid with a, with a Cheyenne ledger book, which they also have at the, huh. at the Stern Museum. It's a, it's a beautiful beautiful um you know kind of artifact but he he begins to make a name for himself he gets involved in politics in in state politics and um so he serves in the constitutional conventions shortly after statehood um but then he's elected the first lieutenant governor of the state in 1876 huh. uh, which he serves for um i believe just just a single term and is very involved in state politics in that sense you know you know very prominent um, respected, kind of a notable uh, figure, kind of within Grand Island, is is able to, you know, um, really develop the the economy and and bring investment and a lot of interesting people. Just you know, just kind of just generally an important figure. Um, but it's it's really the women in the family who are the more influential kind of and, and, and have a wider impact um which is why again the abbott family is is the namesake of of the library and and, and it's kind of a name that many in grand island are like oh you know abbott road or you know we, we kind of generally have a sense of maybe who they are sure coming back michelle setlick with the hall county historical society tells us about the historical marker coming soon in oa abbott's honor and where it will be placed in grand island when back to the past returns Take a step back in time at Stewart Museum in Grand Island, Nebraska. Conveniently located just off of Interstate 80, Stewart Museum features unique historic and experiential opportunities for people of all ages. We're open 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily for you to check out our beautifully curated exhibits, Living History Railroad Town, and new STEAM Learning Center with educational activities for the kids. Visit our website for more information at stewermuseum.org. Welcome back. We're talking to Michelle Setlick now, the Vice President of the Hall County Historical Society. Michelle's going to tell us about the O.A. Abbott marker where it will be and how it came about talking about the state historical marker program hall county historical society was founded in 1922 mm -hmm. and actually one of our co-founders um, and one of our founding board members was the editor of the independence okay um and so when we were first started we placed these markers along the uh, trails to mark the oregon Old Oregon, Old California trails. Okay. That was the original project of the Hall County Historical Society was placing these six markers along the trail. So as part of our 100th anniversary celebration in 2022-2023, we're going to place 12 new markers, wow. state historical markers, because we started placing markers in Hall County before there was a state historical marker program. Oh, okay. Um, so we're going to place 12 new state historical markers around Hall County. 
We've identified what those markers are. We've received preliminary approval from the State Historical mm-hmm. Society, and we're in the process of fundraising for all those markers. So O.A. Abbott, it's kind of interesting. There's a process with the State Historical Society. You can't have a marker that is memorializing a person. There has to be something that advances the historical narrative oh, okay. and helps advance the story of the state. And so we did get approval for the O.A. Abbott marker because of his place in Nebraska history. So O.A. Abbott, he was actually born in Quebec, Canada in 1842, and he served as a first lieutenant in the Civil War. Interesting. Um, He was on his way to California with his brother Marcus when they stopped at Wood River, (laughs) uh, where his uncle Chauncey Abbott lived. And so uh, when they stopped to see Chauncey in 1867, which was when Nebraska was first becoming a state... Um, O.A. decided he was a, a lawyer. He decided he would stay here in Nebraska and he would actually go to Grand Island and he would open his law office in Grand Island. So the first time the district court was held in Hall County, O.A. was the only lawyer admitted to the bar oh, wow. at that time. <laughs> so he was, he was the first lawyer in Hall County um, that was admitted to the bar and he became a very important person in the not just Hall County but the state of Nebraska. So again, 1867, the state was founded. There was a constitution, of course. With any new government, there are issues. And so they brought back together individuals from across the state in 1871 and 1875 uh, for the Nebraska Constitutional Convention. Okay. And O.A. Abbott was part of that. Wow. And so he, um, he represented this area at those constitutional conventions And in um, 1876, then, O.A. Abbott was um, selected to be Nebraska's first lieutenant governor. (laughs) Um, So, again, here was this man from Grand Island, Nebraska, um, who was selected to be the first lieutenant governor. And he was lieutenant governor for Silas Garber. Kind of a transplant, too. He wasn't born here, but he made it home. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and actually, technically, his family was an old New England family. They ended up in Quebec for a while, but he he has really long roots in the United States. Okay, cool. Um, But anyway, so Garber was out of state a lot. And so O.A. actually had to act as governor (laughs) quite a bit. And supposedly, he, he acted as governor so much that people would call him governor. Even years <laughs> after he was out of office, people would refer to him as Governor oh. Abbott. So um, what we are trying to do with the Historical Society, and again, we've already gotten preliminary approval because of his role as Nebraska's first lieutenant governor to have this marker placed, we're actually going to place it at Pioneer Park, which was the site... Uh, where the block of the original Hall County Courthouse was, where OA would have practiced law. Oh, wow, okay. And the marker is actually going to be facing across the street in the direction of where the Abbott home was. So it's the site that OA would have walked past multiple times on his way to court. Hmm. And we were really fortunate that the Hall County Bar Association uh, stepped up and helped us with the fundraising. And so that marker has already been... Uh, fully funded, so right. we're we're in the process now of completing the application, submitting it to the state for review. Then we'll go ahead and get it ordered from the foundry, and then in time for dedication during our centennial celebration. Wow! And he was just part of the Abbott family that was so powerful. I know there's a bunch of history about the about the ladies too yep. at Stern Museum. His wife and his daughters. Yes, they. I think he had a son that was a lawyer too. Eventually, yeah. His uh, son, um, often Jr. Mm-hmm. He was a lawyer. Um, his daughter-in-law was uh, really influential. Unfortunately, she died 
um, very young, but she was a member of the Bartenbach family. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, the the Abbots, and, and even and back over in Wood River. So, um, you know, Oe's uncle Chauncey was over there. Oe's brother Marcus lived in Wood River. His family was um, pretty influential as well. So, the Abbot name does have a lot of significance in the community, um, and it does it does bear a lot of weight. There there were a lot of things that the Abbots did, but. Um, you know, OA as being Nebraska's first lieutenant governor, we're really excited to be able to place this marker uh, about that that piece of our history, our community history, and our state history. Yeah, and I'm surprised kind of it took this long. I mean, I'm sure the idea has been around for a while to get him down, but now that you've connected it to this piece of history, yeah, I guess mm-hmm. just gets the wheels turning and it's happening. So yeah, better better late than never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, with this the state historical marker program, it's actually history. Nebraska has said that this plan that we have to place 12 new markers in a year is the most ambitious project that anyone has ever undertaken. It's good to hear. Um, but we're really excited. We're going to get these 12 markers placed. Um, we're well on our way for fundraising, and, and we're excited to get the OA Abbott marker as, as part of that as well. Awesome. Very good. Talking to Michelle Setlick with the Hall County Historical Society. Thanks a lot. It's a lot of great information. Yeah. That wraps up our entire series of the Back to the Past podcast sponsored by the Stern Museum, bringing history to life. And remember... If you think museums are boring, you're doing it wrong. Back to the Past podcast written, narrated, and produced by Josh Salmon. Copyright the Grand Allen Independent and Lee Enterprises 2021. I'd like to thank Michelle Setlick, Dr. Nathan Tai, and you for listening. This is Josh Salmon saying so long. <laughs>